Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash Town. This is our town. Welcome! So what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 201 of Value Town. I'm Jamie MV, and I've got two special guests today. Got Racy. What's up, buddy? Yo, what up, Chan Man? I have never been on your podcast, but I'm very I know. excited. I've, I've, we've like talked about it too. We just, I don't know, yeah. for some reason, we just never got around to doing it. So I'm, I'm happy to finally have you on, Ray. Um, and the Knob Lord, fresh off his HCT run. How's it going, Knob? It's gone pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me. Pretty I well? It. Like, I would expect you to be, like, very well. Life's, like, great right now. <laughs> you know, just one HCT. <laughs> it's going okay. The weekend could have gone better, you know? Yeah, it was cold. I, I would prefer it was warm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that blizzard, man. Blizzard. <laughs> you know, the one thing that we're missing from Hearthstone is a giant blizzard kind of theme, right? Like, I think Fortnite or whatever had this giant blizzard in their game. So. I mean, to be fair, I got trapped in Virginia until literally last night uh, because of a blizzard. So, uh, well, so yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I guess the company is named Blizzard, so maybe that's enough, actually. Um, but uh, anyways, guys, we got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, all the HTT, you know, America's playoffs. We've got APAC coming up as well. Lots of brackets and decks and results and everything to talk about. Um, also, got a you know a deck to talk about, just deck of the week, and and just kind of results from last week, uh, as well as a bunch of questions, um, you know, a little bit of Twitch rivals, a little bit of wild as well, which we'll kind of start off with, you know, and just in in our week in Hearthstone. Uh, so yeah, what have you guys been up to? You know, what, Nob, like, what have you been up to since you've been back? Uh, well, my computer kind of broke, so I was doing a lot of stuff on mobile. So just mainly, you know, just watching Twitch and, mm-hmm. and other things. Um, haven't done too much practice yet, but. Now that my computer is like up and running, I'll, I'll start doing that. You just got a lot of time, though, right? Like, are you, are you actually you're talking about for Twitch Rivals, or you mean for for like uh... Uh, for for both for Twitch Rivals and for uh, Champs? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I have to be good with a uh, more than one type of deck because you, yeah. you your opponents know who you are going to face. So if I'm only good at OTK decks, which yeah. is currently the situation, um, <laughs> then they'll just be like, oh, let's just tech against that and bam, we, we got him. So I have to make <laughs> right. sure that I, I have a wider range. That's right. I forgot. I, I forgot you guys actually know the brackets beforehand so or the groups or whatever, right? Um, it's yeah. groups, right? It's groups first in, in the first round. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely uh, at least it gives you time to prepare for that for sure. Uh, but that's cool. Like your dad is the one that's like that, that fixes your computer, huh? That that's that's a nice situation because there's no way my dad would ever really be able to fix my computers. Yeah, he's handy with a lot of things. He, he yeah. can fix the cars. Do he can pretty much do everything. Oh it's man, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, definitely a. A very uh, resourceful <laughs> dad there. Um, but uh, Ray, how about you? What have you been doing? Well, I was trapped in uh, Virginia from <laughs> you just a mentioned. blizzard. So okay. I kind of got home at like 10 o'clock last night and immediately passed out and then woke up at like noon 
So I haven't really done too much except for kind of just nothing. Just go play crazy. Hearthstone, right? Just play, play video games, right? Like you... <laughs> I did. I did. I play, actually played quite a bit of Wild at the at the airport. I'm almost mm-hmm. legend. I hadn't really played at all yet because I was practicing for uh, for playoffs. So mm-hmm. it was nice to get some Wild games in, but it wasn't really good uh, good quality gameplay. It was more like I need to do something to distract <laughs> myself right. or I'm going to go crazy at the airport gameplay you know how that goes yeah yeah so with wild are you, are you gonna try for the top 100 yeah i mean mm-hmm. i don't uh, don't really have too much else to do with hearthstone right now so there's a uh, yeah really no reason not to i mean standard ladder doesn't really matter right now right? Yeah. so uh yeah that makes sense I mean, there's a couple things to do, which which are actually all non-standard things. Which the wild ladder because of the wild tournament coming up at the end of, of February, and then we've got the Twitch Rivals thing, which is next week. It's just coming up really soon, right? It's like, yeah, or maybe it's, it's the, to this week. It's this week, right? Uh, it's the 29th. I oh think. no, no, okay, so, so right, it's next week. week. Yeah, 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 next week. So, um, yeah, you guys both playing? You guys have partners and everything? Uh, I'm not playing. No. Okay. Not. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna test my computer just to like make sure that I can stream. Yeah. And if I can do that, I'll be playing with uh with Bloody Face. So I'll let him know tonight if I can. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, that's a good partner. Yeah, I think there's only it was only like like 15 or 20 people. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. It. Yeah, not. It wasn't else. open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the I think that generally all the Twitch rival stuffs have been pretty invitational only. Um, in terms of just the other games, like the League of Legends one that's happening right now, you know that that was all invitational. But um, yeah, fifteen groups—that's pretty good, though. That should be. Do you guys think a seventy-two is going to win the whole thing? Uh, I don't think so, but <laughs> I mean, it, it's definitely possible. Like, I think it'll definitely be somewhere in the sixties, and then the question is like, where in there? Yeah, there's just too many good groups to to not have something there. 72 though i mean because they only have eight hours like for those of you wondering what the the actual rules are on the um uh twitch rivals thing is you you have teams of two and each each person on the team will basically play arena runs and you basically take the best three consecutive runs you have so you can just keep playing and playing and playing and and, you know hopefully you'll get like three twelves in a row and if you get three twelves in a row then obviously you maxed out (laughs) Um, but if you don't, then you just kind of choose, right? You choose that window of three, wherever it works, but you only have eight hours. So you can't just, you're not going to play like 20 of them or anything like that. You probably get in like six runs or something along those lines. I would bet maybe, maybe more. I don't, I don't know about that, but, um, so yeah, there'll be a little bit of luck involved, but I, I anticipate there being some ties and, uh, you know, it's kind of seeing what, well, there's tiebreakers I know just in terms of like how many losses or whatever. Right. But, um, I don't know. We'll see if somebody can pull off that 72 cuz you should get a bonus if you get 72 because that's going to be so hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyways, for me, I am not I'm not doing wild or Twitch rivals. So I'm just kind of just playing, you know, just just kind of playing fun decks, doing that sort of thing and um I happened across Jackie's stream one day playing Mally Rogue. So I decided, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to try out this Mally Rogue cuz seems like he's doing pretty well with it." So I uh, figured I would bring it up today just during the show and kind of talk about it a little bit because we should talk about the game itself too, not just like, the news and everything. So um, yeah, I'm going to bring up this deck. You guys ever played Mally Rogue? You have any experience with this deck? 
It's OTK. Uh, no, this guy's all you, man. It's like all you, right? <laughs> I actually tried it a while ago, and it was pretty fun, but it also felt kind of just inconsistent compared to all the other OTK decks that existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it's like the anti-OTK OTK deck. Like <laughs> right. It's yep. there right before the other decks do. Right. Um, one that I could have trouble against is Druid, because Druid gets all the armor. And yeah. so, like, you'll need more p- combo pieces in order to kill them, and they may just get to the bottom of the deck before you do. Um, yeah. So, so that's like the one it has trouble with. But the rest, it just it just plonks them over the top on like seven mana or eight mana, and, and you're dead. Yeah, that, that's like you said. I, I think that was like a perfect description of it. It just it gets to the OTK sooner because it's just so cheap. You know, like when you when you pull off the the whole Kobold Illusionist, you know, and, and triggering the death rattles. It's like you only need like eight or nine mana, so you know, like you don't actually need that much mana to pull off the the combo as long as you have Malagus in, in hand. So um, yeah, it's pretty interesting how you how you do get there, but uh, um, it struggles some against aggro. You know, definitely it's just typical rogue. You can be inconsistent against aggro decks. Um, uh, so, uh, but it's a it's a ton of fun though. It's 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 a lot of fun. Just a lot like a, you know, just the, the other OTK decks, but this one in particular, it's just like. You're just looking for specific cards, and that's it. And it's not even like drawing through your entire deck so much, like you know, Mechathune decks are or anything like that. It's it's just finding specific pieces, so you can find them pretty early. Um, so yeah, check it out. Uh, just for folks listening, backstab preps, Sinister Strikes, uh, Blood Mage, Thalnos, Calvin, uh, Shady, uh, Shiny Finders, Eviscerate, the the Razor Petal Volleys that give you the the one damage spells, um, the Roll the Bones, Sap Shiv, Fan Knives, Necrium Blade. Elven Minstrel, the Akobal Illusionist, Walk the Plank, Necrium Vile, Vanish Malagus, and Valera. So, um, yeah, a little bit of Rogue. It's pretty fun. We did Peanut Shaman last week, so we're just doing all these crazy, <laughs> crazy decks, which are which have some relevance or you know some type of uh, interesting element to it. I uh, think that uh, this meta game has a lot more than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think that there's a lot more decks that are viable, especially in tournaments, than we are seeing. Um, really? Okay. Example. Like, what what didn't we see this weekend that, that you think... It's more what we did see compared to the previous week. Okay. Uh, we saw a lot more Druid, like Noblord and Bloody Face. They played uh, the Hakkar Druid. They played that full OTK lineup, which yeah. just was something we didn't see in EU and people just thought wasn't going to be good enough yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, I know I'm biased because I played Odd Mage, but Odd Mage and Murloc Mage both did incredibly well. Yeah. Hey, um, hey Ray, you mind moving your mic a little closer? I think it's like oh, not sensing. It's like soft and loud, soft and loud. Sorry. That's okay. Hey, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think that um, Odd Mage and Murloc Mage both did well for me and guys uh mm-hmm. i think Noblord, you told me that in eu odd mage actually did really well too it just was played in a lineup that was garbage <laughs> so. yeah yeah it went i think it went 10 and 2 and then line of wise wow. it went 4 and 8 because the lineup it was in had a control freeze that didn't run mind blast right so i mean it got there four times in series wise but you know it just had it was in a poor lineup yeah i just think that there's a lot of uh, untapped potential and i'm excited to see what people are going to play going forward now seeing decks like druid and murloc mage and all that kind of wacky stuff do well yeah okay okay yeah that, that, 
if there's any region that will play those type of decks, I would imagine you know it would be the Asian regions. Um, but I was looking at some of the lineups. I, I mean, I saw some. I definitely saw some of those those type of decks for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be. I feel like there are pretty distinct strategies. Like in the when I when I kind of scanning through all the the lineups, which we'll get to in a second. But um, but cool. Yeah, I mean that's always great. It's always good to know that you know there are. There's just not a set way to play, you know. Like people can still kind of bring their own flavor and and still maybe even beat the metagame, you know that that's happening. Um, but uh, but you know we're going to talk about ACT like probably you know in just one second. But before we do, I just want to let folks know that we are sponsored today by Robinhood. If you guys aren't familiar with Robinhood, it's this uh, investing app that you can go and and uh, get right now on your phone on on just you know, all the popular. Um, uh, you know, like on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, it does, you know, it's like an investing app. So you can sell stocks, you can, you know, buy, op, you know, options, cryptos, ETFs, any of that sort of thing. And uh, the whole point of it is really just not to make it look intimidating. Because sometimes you can go to the websites and they're just like, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to start. It's like crazy. This is like meant for newcomers, you know, that um, are, are very, not unfamiliar with, with doing all these things in, in terms of trading for, you know, trading yourself. So the cool thing about it, it's no commission fees. So unlike some brokerages that cost you like, you know, you cost like 10 bucks for every trade or whatnot. It doesn't cost anything when you, when you actually uh, issue a trade on Robinhood. And also the the interface that they have on the smartphone is really good. It the, you know there's divided up into like these really easy to understand charts that you can see, and they like group a bunch of stocks together. Like they'll have like like uh, entertainment stocks and social media stocks and th and, and things like that, so you, that you can um, you know kind of get a, a different look at at, at, at uh, these stocks instead of these you know kind of intimidating indexes and things like that. Uh, so yeah, you can so you can check that out. There's some also some elements that help you kind of learn how to trade as well. So kind of build your portfolio. And the coolest part about it is like when you sign up now, which you can do by going to value.robinhood.com uh, right now, it, it has this like video, you know, it has this loot box feeling thing where, you know, you, you, you click on the, the fries and it, and it, and, or, or there's three boxes. That's what it is. There's three boxes that, that, that you can choose from. You choose one. And when you sign up, you actually get one stock of a very popular, you know, just one popular stock right now. So you can get anything from like, a share of Apple to a share of Ford to a share of Sprint or, or something like that, you know, when you sign up. So uh, I thought that was a really, really cool element that they have that's, you know, that really appeals to the gamers, I would say. Uh, but yeah, give it a try. You know, Robinson's been, I, I've definitely um, I've gotten a chance to use it some, and I think it's, you know, definitely really good for beginners. So go ahead and, and, and try downloading that. Go to value.robinhood.com and, uh, you know, let them know that you appreciate them sponsoring the show as well. Okay, so HCT playoffs. Let's uh, let's talk about that. And you know, first off, obviously, congratulations to Knob Lord for for qualifying for Winter Championships, which will be happening uh, at the end of <laughs> February. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, like, how, how did you feel during the entire weekend? Like, were you were you feeling really good about your lineup? And maybe talk about like why you picked the lineup a little bit. Yeah. So uh, like I said in the like post game interview, I hadn't played for a few months, like three months, I think I said. Um, and then the week before I started playing. So I wasn't really expecting too much. Like it was, it was my, um, it was my ninth playoffs actually. And for eight of them, I had uh, like tried super hard. I did so much prep work and then like nothing came out of it. And so this one I was going in, I wasn't really expecting it to do too well. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a little rusty. Then uh, I practiced and eventually 
uh, with Bloody Face. Bloody Face uh, was the one who pushed me to go to the OTK lineup, and it, it was mainly like I had I was I had Taunt Warrior up until like the night before, and I had like this sinking feeling. I was like, wait a second, I feel like I'm not gonna. Uh, I feel like this isn't gonna do well, um, just because like who in their right mind would go aggro if like all the lineups in that did well in EU were like even Paladin, C uh, Secret Hunter, uh, right. Control Priest, even Lock, right? So who goes aggro? And then why am I bringing this this deck? And then so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go full OTK and see where it takes me. And then I saw the uh, lineups and I was like, oh, this this is looking pretty good. I have a there's a few mirrors where you have to get through the OTK Paladin mirror and then to to win the set. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I was really nervous going into the first set because I was like, oh, this guy has Control Priest. And so I was like, yes, I can I can sweep that and uh, take it like one step at a time. So I actually had, I think there were like two, there was one lineup I definitely was not favored against. Like there was no Control Priest, no Odd Warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think there were, there may have been two of them, but I I know there was only, there was like one of them that I was definitely scared about. And, oh yeah, and then Bobby X is up and I was kind of scared about. But like <laughs> by that time I was, um, I was already qualified, so it didn't actually matter for that one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh yeah, one time I had to sweep uh, OTK Paladin. So I had to sweep OTK Paladin once, and then I was like, I forget what I had to sweep the other time, but... Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bringing the, the, the Druid was really interesting, too. I mean, I, I, I have to applaud you for bringing the Druid. Anybody who brings the, the Druid, I, the Hakkar Druid, I, I have a special place for it because it's, it's so... I just love the win condition for it. Um, but which which deck do you think was, I, I guess, was the strongest one for you? And I, which one do you think were you the most scared about, like, having to, to play? Uh, I, I actually just think OTK Druid, uh, the Hakkar Druid, it's actually the nuts. Um, it's so, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I saw Zamos playing it on the last day of the season. His opponent goes coin, egg, into Terrascale, into Terrascale plus Playdead, right? And he doesn't play Pyromancer until turn 9, like mana turn 9. Wow. I think he plays Biology probably before then, but he doesn't play Pyromancer until that turn, and he still gets the win. And I was like, alright, this deck is nuts, I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> so, so I brought that, and then... Um, I was actually really scared of Topsy Priest because it was the least like the other decks. Um, like Mechathune, you draw through your deck. Uh, OTK Paladin, you kind of draw through your deck. This one, like, you live for a lot of times and then eventually you just go in. And yeah. so I had the least amount of practice on it. Um, I actually didn't craft the deck until like until after I submitted it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so, so then I crafted it. I, I tried it out a bit. Um, and I was like, all right, so I go through the simulator, do a bunch of things. Um, I only had like three or four games on the deck, like in a game situation heading into it. Mm -hmm. And then... Wait, uh, so you, when you say simulator, what do you mean by that? Uh, so Patashu, he made the uh, Combo Priest GitHub simulator mm -hmm. that you can do it in your browser. Yep. So it doesn't have like the animations, mm -hmm. but you can make different situations. So you can put like different secrets. You can put um, like a bunch of taunts, like a bunch of Void Lords up and yep. try to complete it. You can change your hand space and that sort of thing. Nice, nice. No, that's cool. That's a great practice tool for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I had a question for you guys. You know, I, I've actually always meant to ask one of, you know, one of the pros about this. When, when it comes to topsy-turvy, especially playing in an event, do you guys have a an internal timer as to like, okay, I need to like make a decision on exactly what I need to do like now because I'll, I won't be able to finish it otherwise. Like, is that is there actually a, a, a time that you have in your head for that, or do you, you just play by ear? 
Uh, yeah, you go with the star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah, I was uh I was actually testing um like at the venue. If I have time, there's like a situation where if you only have one topsy and then you can you can actually get through like infinite taunts still if you only have one topsy, but you have to do this weird sequence. And so I was like, oh all right, do I have enough time with the animations with mm-hmm. if I only have one topsy? And it turns out like I just don't have enough time. So I was like, all right, if I ever I'm facing a deck with a bunch of void lords, I'll keep two topsies like uh, as oh, a prior wow. that's a good that's cool that's real I, I never thought of it like that that's neat um yeah, yeah but those are the kind of decisions that only this de- like literally the, this is the only deck that you have to consider you know make these kind of considerations which makes it so cool you know like having this type of thing um ray like you have a lot of experience with this this deck or no uh i played it a bit when it first came out mm-hmm. and i saw everybody doing the simulator things and yeah it's so different from when you actually get in the game because the animations are, like Knobboard said, so important that for me, like, I just don't want to have to worry about that, especially when a lot of the time, like in tournaments before prelims, like I'd have to use my own computer and stuff. So it's just literally one of those things where I just like don't feel comfortable just yeah. being able to do that, not at home when I'm not on my... It sounds so weird, but like if I'm not using my own mouse, like I just I mean, don't like I'm just not comfortable with going that fast. That's why other games people bring their keyboards and they bring their mice, or you know, when, when it comes to to their their actual setup, right? So it, it's kind of it's wacky to talk about in terms of Hearthstone, but it's legit, yeah. you know, when you're talking about this kind of APM priest here. So uh, it's funny, funny that yeah. mechanics really play a role. I also just don't feel comfortable trying to do that many things in such a short time without making a miss, without making a misstep, especially under pressure on stream. It's just one of those things that I know that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Like, and it's it's very impressive, Noblord, that you're able to not play for a while and then feel comfortable bringing topsy turvy priest. Like that's just <laughs> a natural miss. Comfortable is sort of a reach. <laughs> yeah. So, so like the first series, uh, like I messed up a bunch of times against ETC. Like I gave him a lot of opportunities to win and then eventually I got there, but that, then I was scared for the second series, but then I still got there. Um, like the, I think it was the fifth series. I actually threw a game. Like I was, I said, Oh, the guy put up skull. So I was like, all right, let me try to kill him this turn. Um, mm-hmm. before the void lords come down, but I only had nine mana. And then I had, uh, I had like the, uh, quest completion fill up my hand. Oh, I was like, oh, right. I don't have lethal. <laughs> so oh, I just no. right there. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Um, at least you recovered from it <laughs> yeah yeah oh and Absolutely. then against bloody face i actually did miss lethal i wasn't too sure because i was like uh am i going to have hand space issues and it turns out i didn't have hand space issues i, I checked it on the simulator like right after um like i could have killed him with the loot hoarder um, yeah that just, just shows you how good that, that deck is because you know you're, you're obviously don't have every scenario mapped out in your head you know, like like you probably do with some other decks, or, or you know, some players do when when they're coming into these tournaments. But that that deck seems to have so many variations where you can win. That, that that's why people play it, right? Even if it's hard to play. Um, so one thing you just mentioned here is that you and Bloodyface seem to. I mean, is he one of your practice partners? Yeah, um, like we practiced for uh, the last playoffs together and the playoffs before that. So I guess this year, kind of, we've been practicing together quite a bit. Yeah. Um, usually I like rotate off who I practice with, um, mm-hmm. but 
I usually always talk to him this year. So. Yeah. So that obviously great news for both of you guys because Bloody Face also made it, which Bloody Face has been having a great year. And um, yeah. but it might it was probably weird playing him right like in the winners bracket and then. You know, one of you guys have to go to the losers, and actually, thankfully, he went against Killen because his lineup was just so favored against Killen. It was yeah. We were talking about as like groups were being made. I was like, oh no, I I lost, and then he won, so we knew we were two and three seeds, so we were definitely in the same group. Mm -hmm. And then when the um, final bracket was made, we're like, oh, we have two odd warriors in our group, so we'll probably both win. We'll probably both face each other, and then we'll probably have to like win out, and that's what ended up happening. But yeah. Yeah. Best case scenario for you guys, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, so, but to kind of complete the rest of, uh, you know, just looking up at the other bracket, we, um, oops, we have here. So we, we actually had Ike in uh, Bobby X, who's like a first timer, make it through. Ike, I mean, a long time player. We all know him, obviously, in the, in the community. So really great seeing Ike make, make it through as well. And uh, he didn't bring Shaman. So I was like, you know, a little disappointed there, but, you know, he, he definitely played well to get through. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, just the three of you guys and plus Bob, Bobby just was, did you know Bobby before this? Like, I, I mean, I might've seen his name before, but I never seen him, you know, for, you know, just live anywhere. And I think this might've been one of his first major tournaments. So, um, yeah, you guys know anything about him? Uh, he's in the collegiate scene and he yeah. has friends uh that are pro players mm -hmm. like on the west coast and stuff like i think he was friends with uh like he, he might have practiced with like teray and those people yeah that's what it sounded like mm -hmm. but um ike is actually a funny story because he kept complaining the whole day he was actually sitting like right behind me <laughs> oh i complaining really that, that sounds <laughs> no, so no, 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 no. it's about what he was complaining about that's funny okay uh he submitted the wrong deck list and they wouldn't let him change it what and then he ended up doing well so wait a second I was just seriously like, yeah 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 do you remember him complaining about that knob yeah it's I, i'm pretty sure it was like a battle five save thing like because you have to remember to click the save button uh even like when you change the decks and it's probably like uh so either forgot or something like messed up in the process right yeah yeah. So you were and saying just, he was he meant to bring shaman, but he didn't bring shaman. <laughs> so he uh, didn't bring shaman. That's why he won. <laughs> so I think I think uh, it was more along the lines of like he didn't change the text that he wanted to, but for uh, text. What do you mean like text? Te text? Text. Oh, like text. Text. Okay. Text and, oh, you mean just like a card in the deck or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like he wanted to change up certain cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, just to make it better, we can just say that he uh, he meant to submit shaman. <laughs> didn't submit, uh, one you because of my, that. you ruined it, Ray. You totally no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, definitely worked out for him. He seemed to have you know when I was watching him play and even talking to him after, he he just seemed to just be completely ready for this event, like crazy practice new like i felt like he knew a, pretty pretty much all situations with his deck so i think that uh you know all hard work paid off for him for sure um but uh you know anyways that can you know the four of you guys moving on to championships i think that's gonna you, know, you guys are gonna be representing america well and you know obviously good luck to you knob you know <laughs> i hope you take it all how are you how are you feeling you feeling you feel, you feel like your chances are good you, you know you're gonna are you uh you're going to give us one of those where I'm going to definitely win type of responses? or uh, I mean, honestly, math-wise, this is like one of the better EV uh, champs to qualify for because yeah. three of them already made it, right? So if any of them True. top four, 
there's another there's another like fifth to eighth tourney. Oh god, I didn't even think about that. It's true. Yeah, very, very true. Hopefully, you know, I got at least the fifth to eighth. Probably, yeah. hopefully, top four. I'm I'm really hoping top four. This <laughs> la- it, it's always the last one too. I feel like the last one. It's kind of cool because, like, you whoever wins the last one, they feel I feel like they have momentum going into the world champs, you know. And it's, and it's like you guys are the people that are on people's minds like immediately, too. And you know, it's, it's just recent the recency of it, it makes a big deal. It kind of reminds me of um, god, who was it like that? that was it Stan or one of those guys that won like a long like they, they won the first season like maybe a year or two ago, and it's just like we didn't hear from them like the entire you know the entire year until like the very end and um you know that that definitely can happen to people that win you know back in spring so um yes i, I think it's good for you guys to to win this last one and kind of go in with some momentum It'd be really cool but yeah, and you're familiar with the metagame like which doesn't shift too yes, much right so extra extra practice is always good mm-hmm, for sure okay well um you know like most events i mean we didn't have any in europe but you know there's having a little bit of drama in, in, in events. So that's just kind of a normal thing in, in Hearthstone. And of course, this one didn't avoid it too. We, we had a little bit of drama that avoided, that uh, um, that included APX Void, who uh, for those of you that might not be familiar with APX Void or you know not really following the, com- the community as much, APX Void, very popular mage player. Like he's, he's a he's kind of known as a mage specialist obviously he's he's better than that but but uh he's he's kind of most well known for his mage play uh but anyways uh some drama popped up ray you know i know i saw you definitely commenting on twitter about it or posting you know just that the announcement when it first uh popped up on the the blog the blogs from uh the esport hearthstone team but apx void was uh disqualified at one point um and it really revolved around the fact that he typed out a message to an admin that was asking about, uh, you know, whether I think it was like whether Control Warrior was good or not right now, you know, or, or, or along it those was, lines, right? Like it, he he was asking whether or not he should go for the fatigue plan and whatever specific right. matchup okay. was coming up next, right? Yeah. Like in between, uh, like games of a set or something, right? Right. So he ended up sending that message to an admin, which is really weird right just generally right why, why would you ask an admin that anyways and so because that happened the the admins were obviously suspicious that he was you know chatting with people during these series like chatting with friends and and that clearly is against the rules and so um you know so this kind of you know brought up like oh was he cheating and all those things and, and so a lot of um the uh, you know i, I think a lot of people were making speculations he finally came out and and frozen as well like tweeted and I think what the the end result is, or at least I think what ended up happening is APX Void was sitting next to Frozen, and he was trying to type out, you know, I guess ask this question to Frozen because he was just feeling, I don't know, unsure or nervous, even though he he said later on that he he kind of knew the answer to the question anyways, and um, and anyways, uh, uh, he, you know, because of that, he he left it in the chat, like he was typing it out. In the chat just so frozen could see it but I'm, I'm not sure if frozen did see it or not but he left it in the chat so when it came time to like like messaging the admin like you would normally do you know like in between games or matches he accidentally pressed enter i think before looking what he actually had in in the text box and then that's why it sent that message so it kind of you know created all this so um you know i think this created the a lot of discussion whether you know he he ended up 
was it, was he actually purposely cheating and, and trying to get an advantage that way? Um, he definitely got disqualified, and, and and then news came out that his team didn't pick him up, you know, because he was I think up for contract renewal. So his his current team or the team that he was representing this last uh, this last year didn't end up picking him up as well. I don't know if this particularly had to do with this whole thing, but it, it seemed to be you know like timed at the same time. So. You know, it was pretty much a nightmare scenario for APX Void, you know, and um, yeah, I want to get your thoughts. You know, I think, Ray, you know, you, you were one of the first people, I think, to, to comment on it. So, like, how did you feel about the whole thing? Uh, so, pretty much, I think what he actually did, you can not determine the intent, which is actually a huge deal. Uh, I played many games, and figuring out intent, like if it was malicious or not, is something that you really can't do in that scenario. Like whether or not he typed it to Frozen before the match and whether or not he typed it to Frozen in between the games trying to get help from him is something that as a judge or as an admin or a TO or whatever, whoever made the decision, they there's no way for them to determine intent and they should rule based off of the facts that they have, which is that they received the message effectively of APX trying to get help from an outside source, which Frozen later admitted to as him. Um, whether it was nerves, whether like whatever the reason is, doesn't actually matter. And whether or not he actually gained an advantage from that in this specific scenario is irrelevant because there's no way to determine that from the perspective of... Oh, oh I can't hear you. I think you're you cut out there Oops. for a second. Like that oh. last part, just that last part. Sorry, sorry. So I think that the disqualification was justified. I think that it was correct from um, a TO point of, of view. Uh, but I think as a community, there are levels of cheating because technically it is cheating, just defined under like what they define as cheating. Like even if you don't think it was deserved that he got a DQ or whatever, that doesn't matter. It, it, it's defined as cheating in the rules what he did. So I think that um, as a community, there are levels to like what kind of cheating warrants backlash from the community. And what he did was very low on... Uh, it was pretty much like a mistake, which yeah. in all honesty, even in card games, like, oh, oops, I drew an extra card and that affected the game, even though I didn't mean to do it, that's still cheating. But the community doesn't have to... Uh, crucify you for it because it's low on the totem pole of things that uh, are malicious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so not let's, like. Let's clarify fight. what the rule is, though. Like, what what is the rule? Like, like exactly for communicating during during matches? There, there is. You're not allowed any outside help at all. Okay. There, there is no outside help, and according to the story that APX told, he typed that message before the game started and then accidentally sent it mid-game. Whether or not that's true doesn't matter. The admin got it in the middle of the match, which makes it cheating because they have no way to determine whether a story is true or not. Mm -hmm. So I think what they did was correct. And now the community, in my opinion, is taking it... Um, the route that uh, what he did was very low, like, as they should. And... Um, it's definitely not something that's going to like end his career or anything. Like it's just yeah. what happened, what the, what, what the ruling ended up being disqualification uh, was appropriate. Yeah. And then you just kind of move on and 
uh, you're on the watch list, basically. Like, if you do it again, if you get caught again, okay, now that's starting to be suspicious because now you're like, oh, wait, you might not have done it accidentally if you got caught doing it again. But as of right now, for the first time offense, I think what happened is fine and you can just move on from it and just uh, take the lesson learned. Yeah, for clarification, it wasn't during a game. It it was in between games. It was like, I think it was before game four, you know, like in between games when you would normally message, you know, the observer or the admin. So, um, Nobler, what's your take on all this? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Ray where the TO has to do what's, you know, what's written in the rules. You don't know exactly, like, to what extent uh, he did something. Um, Now, like, I I personally trust the APX side. I think he's... I think his uh, statement also was really, really good um, in terms of like the way it's written. Uh, helps explain things to the community, and so like it won't be uh, long-term effects for him. I, I don't think there'll be um, anything bad. Um, oh yeah, also the team thing wasn't connected to it, right? I think yeah, he wrote that in his statement where it was just oh because the HTT uh, thing is transitioning to a new thing, so it makes sense that contracts end at around this point in time. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, for me, I'm the same way. Like, I think that it was, you know, it was something that the the organizers had to do, and um, you know, I've always, I, I don't know APX Void like super well, but everything that I've I've known of him, you know, has has never been, you know, along these lines, you know, and you know, he's competed in, in other things in the past as well, so it's not like his first time or anything like that, uh, you know, like actually competing in an event, but um, yeah, so for me, it's just like. You know, he he did those things. He you know he he shouldn't have done them, but um, I, I don't think there's going to be any kind of long-standing you know like negativity towards him after this. Um, you know, given that he, you know he he does pay a pretty big penalty being being uh, DQ'd at that point and, and having to even just answer all these questions. You know, because it's it's pretty stressful when this kind of thing happens to you. You know, and have to deal with it. I think it's important that it does happen though. Yeah. Because if you let that slide, it becomes a very slippery slope where people start doing that on purpose, even though you never know. And uh, it just becomes, it just opens up Pandora's box. If it's like, if you just get a slap on the wrist and no DQ, then all of a sudden you're going to see everybody accidentally making mistakes because there's no punishment for it. So I think what happened is important and should be noted. Okay. Oh, actually, Ninja. So Ninja brought this up in, in chat, which is he's in, he's saying that it like the way APX in his ex, you know in his twit longer explained all this that um, the, uh, the you know the recent events uh, was the reason why he wasn't resigned you know to the team. So was I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe maybe, maybe it was just the way he said it made made it feel like it because because uh, I I um, interpreted it the same way. Like the way he worded it in it, it felt like oh, it felt like he was probably planning on resigning with the team. But it sounds like the team wasn't going to to be because of the the the, the no mention of like teams or anything in HTT this year. You know, this coming year, then they were just gonna not sign any more players or anything like that. But yeah, um, yeah. So up to interpretation, whatever you know, just w- w- whichever way it is. But okay. uh, but yeah. Anyways, pretty you know, pretty unfortunate thing. Um, you know, it it happens. Uh, and uh, hopefully everybody learns from this. You know, you got to be super careful. Don't, don't do that. Don't even do anything that that's even along the lines of, of, of uh, you know, tr- you know, asking for help or anything like that. Even if you're nervous or whatever, you know. So, um, 
you know, in APAC, I, I don't know, <laughs> APAC's got some, some drama as well yeah. in the past. So who knows what happens this weekend? Hopefully that doesn't happen, but uh, I, I'm still shocked that, uh, stream sniping and like getting caught and like it just being blatantly obvious is the same punishment as uh oh <laughs> what apx did at the end of the right, day right but uh at, at the uh, maybe apx is just trying to qualify for all-stars man who knows jeez <laughs> oh, well the all-star thing is a i mean it's a different event altogether right like i i think that the all-star if it was hct it, it might have been handled much much differently I probably would have been handled much differently. It's not even a question. So. Oh, no, I was saying that because uh, AHQ, Shaxi, and R Roger got invited to All-Stars yeah, yeah, right. after after getting caught. Uh, right. street but that was, you know, that was up to a, a different group of of uh, TOs, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but anyways, I, I figured we would talk about APAC a little bit as well and maybe get y'all's thoughts on, uh, you know, we, we touched on some of the interesting decks or different decks that we, we've seen um, with their lineups, anything stand out to you guys particularly? Maybe somebody's lineup that, that you know just kind of skimming over, and then maybe we can pick our who we who we think will will end up uh, you know qualifying for championships from from here. Um, I mean, I'm always rooting for the people that I like in APAC, like Aku Maker. Right? I don't know if Mage is playing or not. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Mage is. I didn't see his name. I don't think he's yeah. there. Yeah. No, he's not there. Uh, I'm always a fan of Machamp. I always see uh, him yeah. just posting High Legend on really? his Twitter. Okay. Yeah, he's a Japanese player. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, yeah. what are you guys thinking? Like, you, 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 like, you guys liking the aggressive lineup here? Or OTK uh, or Control? Like, well, what, do you, what do you like here? So it's kind of weird. Um, I thought people would uh, adjust for the OTK lineup a lot more than they did. Like, they were there are definitely fewer odd warriors, right? There's only three odd warriors. But like, other than that, the techs haven't been too hard, except in some lineups. Like, I thought I would see a lot more Zhees or a lot more Geists or like mainly Zhees because Geist is only like a Druid tech. But uh, there haven't been there weren't too many of them, which I found surprising. Hmm. Um, okay. I honestly would say that a lot of the people who went like, oh, let's take the lineup that like Bloody Face or I took, and then they like switched up some cards. I think in general. Uh, I, I just skimmed through it. I think in general, a lot of people text it like for the worst. Like they would remove a holy wrath, or they'd remove like remove the holy wrath. That like one, one of the holy wraths, right? And they run okay, okay. I was yeah. just gonna say one of them. All right, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Okay. or some people like remove <laughs> bouncers. I think like right. both parts of those are are very important to the deck. Like I know a lot of people people who post the list on Twitter don't have the bouncers, but like. Uh, I think of that deck as more, oh, it's OTK Paladin that has a win con if you bottom deck uh, Uther, right? right so that, right. that's how I think of the deck as opposed to like a lot of other people who's like, oh, I go for the 25 slash 50 and then I have like Uther as a backup plan or something. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm all for two Holy Rats, dude. Like yeah. some, of those, uh, some of those Holy Rats you pulled off, man. Yeah, A plus, <laughs> baby. That was good stuff. Good entertainment. I, I saw that too. so many times. That happened like three or four times at our venue. Like turn turn five, hold, the casual Holy Wrath face for twenty five. Like, <laughs> that happened way too much. Yeah, you know, you always got an out, man. <laughs> like you, up against lethal, you got you always got some kind of out there when you've got Holy Wrath in your hand. Um, all right, so who are you guys picking? What do you guys think? Uh, there was there was one guy who brought Odd Mage, but I couldn't find it. Oh, Odd Mage. Ooh. There's one guy who brought Odd Mage, and I'm rooting for that guy. 
I don't know who it is. I couldn't find it. I tried to look. Uh, I mean, it's got to be like a light blue color, right? Oh, here we go. Oh, big no, big spell mage. That's big spell mage. There was one odd mage I saw in the. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, there it I, is. I have no idea what his name is. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know who it is because I can't read. Okay. Let's look at this. Okay. Ooh. All right. But Absolutely. oh man, it has Leroy. What is Genelila? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Genelai, this is gonna be good, dude. I might have to root for this guy as well. Uh, I'm rooting for this guy. <laughs> oh man, he's got Zolas and and Azelinas. Oh, this is this is incredible. This is <laughs> if he wins, man, this will be super epic. Definitely super epic. All right, uh, what else is he bringing? Let me see. Let's see what else. What else did he have? Oh man, I lost my. <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, the I know. I lost it was a. I saw Secret Hunter and OTK Paladin and Priest, I think. Oh, okay. So Ooh, that's pretty, an interesting lineup. Pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty different. <laughs> the Secret Hunter. Uh, yeah. and, and then the Resurrect Priest with yeah, this is just a hodgepodge of stuff. It's kinda interesting. I, I think it's if that if that's like a secret secret hunter and not like the beast secret hunter, because mm -hmm. uh I can't actually tell what secret hunter means in this. Yeah, I can click uh, on it. I'll click on it and see. Uh no, it looks okay. It it's looks just beast. The beast. It's, it's a beast. It's a pretty aggressive beast, beasty one. Yeah, it's just a standard one. So yeah. it's just like an overall well-rounded lineup. I think. I don't yeah. think he's really it's trying to target deck, anything. Just, just best decks type of thing. Um. All right. So I don't know who, who you guys. Who you guys think? I mean, there's obviously the usual favorites and you know usual suspects and like Samuel Sal and and Tom and you know. Guys like that, Sequinox has been doing pretty well. It's you know, like there's usual suspects, but any anybody that you're choosing, maybe based on uh, uh, just the deck you see, Doc Rivius too. I think uh, I think Typo Vampires lineup uh, was type uh, Typo. Oh, typo. He, yeah, he he went with the like Mojo Mastery type of decks. I, I think he has Mojo in his. Death Rattle Hunter, maybe, or he's an Arubian Unraveler. Mm. Uh, he's like even Paladin, and then he's Maladroid and Res Priest, which are all decks that are like OTK lineups are kind of scared of. Like, I am I'm pretty mm. terrified of those. So, yeah, uh, yeah Maladroid, that's interesting. He also has um, the Res Priest has like Vivid Nightmare and Shadow Essence, uh, I think. I like that. Uh, oh, Shadow Essence, too. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so it is yeah. it is terrifying if, uh, if there's OTK Paladin. It's like not awful against Agra, like his lineup as a whole. So, I think he's got a decent chance if he if he plays well. You guys like the even paladin, like even paladin versus odd paladin. What what, what goes through your brains? Like I think odd paladin's just bad. Okay. All right. uh, as as like slower decks, I am way more scared of even paladin because the avenging Wrath just hit you in the face and like wind furies and you, you need the answers. Whereas odd paladin is like they have to roll the the good malls. If they roll the good malls, then the deck is scary. But without level yeah. up, it's a lot less scary for. Uh, control ejects at least i see okay cool i see raven says check out dochi's priest all right so where, where's dochi also i wanted to mention i think mojo master cc is one thing that a lot of the na players had they brought would have done much better like i know i regret not bringing mojo master cc in my even paladin and in my even warlock like that card was something that would have been a huge deal in na if if more people brought it yeah, yeah. I, uh, I lost the series. I mean, I didn't lose the series, but I lost the game to Control Mage because he had Mojo Master and uh, Zola, 
well, he also death grips my tog, so I lost anyways. But he's like, yeah, I also had Mojo and, and Zola in my hand, so you just couldn't complete the combo anyways. Like, oh, yeah. I guess yeah. I lost. All right, Dochi, but, apparently his name is not in English, so it's uh, it could be any of these guys. I mean, there's there's a ton of priests in any of these guys, all these guys, so it's hard to say. Uh, okay, so you, you, you like you like vampires? Um, yeah. Okay. How about how about you, Ray? Any picks? Uh, like I said, I like the odd mage guy. Got a root root okay. for him. Right. I actually, right. but uh, yeah, I actually like typo. I didn't know he was bringing the uh, Mojo Master Heezy. He is. I think that that's something that a lot of people could have like recognized from NA is the fact that Mojo Master would have made a huge deal um, if more people had brought it. And uh, if he did end up bringing it, I think that's a that's a really smart move. That's something that. I talked to Clay a bit about because he was uh, he was sitting behind me at playoffs and he had Zhi and like all of his decks. I think he went five and two and whiffed, but that's something that uh, he was like, "Yeah, dude, you just play even even in big mage like big mage is beating combo decks because you just play Zhi and you zole it and then uh, they can't do anything." I was like, "Wow, I didn't even. I wish I had brought Zhi." <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think the people who did make that change for APAC are going to do really well. Yeah, for sure. Like those of you, um, they're maybe wondering what what uh, Mojo Master Z he is. It, it's the one where you you set your both players mana crystals to five, which uh, you know can be so disruptive, you know, like crazy disruptive to many many of the decks right now in the meta game. And um, you know, I, for sure, it's been a card that I, I think it was. Pre pre expansion, a lot of people thought it was solid and good, and I don't think people used it for a good month. And then all of a sudden, you know, I think people are starting to take it in now and, and realizing, oh wow, you know, this is incredible. You know, in terms of of uh, you know a lot of decks that really hit their power turns, you know, in in late mana curves. So um, yeah, it's a really interesting tech edition right now, and seems to. It seems to be potentially game winning right now too. So yeah, I, I saw someone that actually has it in uh, OTK Paladin. <laughs> so, OTK Paladin, yeah, really? Someone, someone has it. Uh, okay. It's one Why of the like. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I guess. I, I guess he it's has not... a full combo lineup, so he's like yeah, he's got like card okay. and that. So it's like, oh, if I want to win the combo mirror, right? Down, OTK yeah. Paladin's the weak spot. Yeah. So I just like Zeki Zol, uh, Zeki Brewmaster, even, and like eventually get there. Or, like, Zeki, Zeki Brewmaster. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty inventive way to use the Brewmaster. Yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be definitely um, cool. Yeah. The, kind of, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say it's kind of like the 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 other other win condition in uh, Paladin against aggro or like mid rangey decks. So I saw a lot of people just play the Shrivala. Yeah. Is that how you say it, Shrivala? Yeah. Shrivala. Yeah, thanks. So. Uh, and just bounce it a bunch until they were at full life. Like they'll be at like <laughs> five life, and then they'll just be right back at thirty from bouncing it. Even though they lose their win condition, they just they just win on board. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And we saw that a few times, right? Like we, we even saw that was in the finals or not final or was it with your match? I forget if it was yours or maybe Ike's match with Bobby, but yeah, I mean, basically, you know, they were they were balancing the Shrivala, right? And obviously, it's much much harder to pull off the OTK when when you don't when you get rid of one of your your bouncers. So um, you know, it's kind of cool to see that there are other win conditions, you know, like outlasting them or maybe even just getting that you know just the tempo on there with the uh, the Shrivalas. But um, but yeah, it's 
it's generally pretty like how many games do you think you win with something like that nom uh i think i won a lot of my things over the day and i played it like i don't know so, so like i don't know like it, it comes up against a hunter a lot i would say like mm-hmm. hunter is the one where oh you can just bam just play a board of like a bunch of seven fives and they don't usually have an answer of that um mm-hmm. and I, I do it a bit more because i have like the the two brewmasters too so i can do it like I can have I can even still have the backup Holy Wrath plan. Like I can I can have three Sharalas on the board. And right with your banker. Still have as long as you have the banker, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, definitely some flexibility there for you at the end. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Well anyways, it'll be exciting. So for me, I, I'm gonna root for my boy Tyler, man. He's had he's definitely had a rough uh you know month here or a couple months now. So uh, you know, hoping something awesome happens for him. Uh, during this, I, I think he might be already in, right? Like with last call yeah. and everything, he, he might already just be in. But I don't he has know. his world's invite. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, might, it would still be nice for him to. It's still fun to see all the regular faces, and like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a month for him. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, I'm um, gonna see. Move on here to. I think we have some questions here from. Uh, the uh, community and if you have any questions definitely make sure you you ask them in uh twitch chat as well but before we do just want to give a shout out to our patrons that support the show and i've always been the backbone of supporting the show for you know the all the 201 episodes that we've had so far so uh we always like to spend a little bit of time and give a shout out to some of the folks so um mike t our legendary producer as always Raydan brysell Eric L, Jackpot777, Feldilocks, Old Man Rib, Johnson C, Vince F, Evie, Sasha G, J- Jeff P, Eric F, Aaron B, Michael B, and Danny H. Thanks so much, guys. You guys are amazing. And just to kind of give you a quick lowdown of our patron de- deck of the week that we did with Peanut Shaman, the end result was a 39-41 and 41 record, so we didn't quite get to the 50% for Peanut Shaman, which almost mirrors mine i actually got to 50 percent finally you know with peanut shaman after playing a, a good number of, of uh, uh matches but uh definitely a fun deck to play but somebody i think raiden was summing it up it should be called fatigue shaman it's like yeah it should be called fatigue shaman because that's pretty much what how you win with, with that deck um i don't know you guys played peanut shaman at all after viper played it you know obviously that during uh europe I didn't personally. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's I've had a lot of Shadow Shaman, and you have some of those games that are kind of like Peanut Shaman, but yeah. not quite. Not not that. Yeah. Not to that extent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ray doesn't no. seem like to be. A, he, he's not a fan. No. He's definitely not a fan <laughs> of that deck. I just, I don't know. I was not feeling control at all for that tournament. So yeah, I was. I wasn't gonna touch it. I was just like, no. There's no way I'm playing a full control lineup here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's probably that was probably smart of you. Lots of OTK happening right now, and, and so it's pretty dangerous to do that. Okay, so anyways, let's get to uh, Q and A. Oh, sorry, actually, one thing before that, deck of the week. We're gonna be doing another deck of the week. I've so I've been posting the deck of the week on the patron page as as being more of a patron only thing. So just one of the perks for the patrons, kind of moving forward. Um, but we, we're not no longer doing the extra, sh- you know, show for deck of the week just because a lot of people had a hard time making it. So, uh, you know, figured we'd do ch- change it up, make it a little bit simpler, and, and hopefully it works out for everybody. Uh, all right, Q and A. Raydan asks, "Is there a reasonable place to rewatch Hearthstone tournaments? Twitch likely has them, but in bite-sized chunks, which makes finding matches a pain and also includes breaks." 
YouTube channels that broke up the tournaments repeatedly get shut down. <laughs> well, it's not their content, that's why. But the official channel seems poorly maintained. It just doesn't have everything. So absolutely agree with you <laughs> that, you know, there is no curated YouTube channel right now, or at least one that, that seems to be consistent and maintained just, just month to month to month. Um, so, uh, I mean, my answer to you right now is no. Like, there really isn't anything to... to uh, you know, be able to do that. I have to dig through all the Twitch VODs whenever, you know, I'm, I'm having to go through if I missed any matches. Do you guys know of anything? Any any good website that, that curates the matches right now? No. Um, usually, I just watch the Twitch VOD and try to scrub through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just Google, like, the match that I want to see. And then it's sometimes <laughs> on YouTube, sometimes on Twitch, and uh, I just find it around. Um, yeah, not not really a single source. Yeah, sometimes you know a redditor will will do a nice thread that that kind of breaks it down. Sometimes you can go to competitive HS, and you know somebody will do it over there as well. But you know it would be a good idea for somebody to do it, you know, and not get shut. I mean, you don't have to do a YouTube channel. I guess. I mean, you could. I guess you could at least uh, you know provide the links with the jump times and things like that, but. Uh, we could really use it though. <laughs> It'd be really, really nice if if uh, people could find matches a lot easier. Because you hear about series, right? Like, you, like oh my god, that series between so and so was like amazing. And it's like, when did it happen? <laughs> like, oh, day two, and that they go and find day two vod and and kind of sift through it. So not not the easiest thing. All right, Slim Jim. He uh, from Twitter asks, which class would you like to get a completely new archetype in the next set? Like something just brand spanking new. Which 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 class is in need of one? Which class needs a new archetype? Uh, I I I would like to see a warrior deck that is not strictly odd warrior or like a control warrior. Like I would like to see a more aggressive warrior be viable. We've seen things people try things like the rush. Like they tried rush aggro warrior. They've tried to make some type of aggro warriors, but I don't think we've ever seen one be successful really since. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe pirate warrior. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, pirate. I mean, pirate warrior was the last. I would say powerful warrior that before odd warrior, and then that got nerfed to heck. <laughs> and then yeah, warriors just been in flux because the cards that come out for warrior just don't create win conditions, right? Like, Dead Man's Hand was, like, the only kind of win condition that's, you know, just fatigue, which is not not very fun, <laughs> you know? And, and, and it's just kind of a problem, too, just have basically, um, you know, just having infinite cards like that. So, yeah, I mean, Warrior would be nice. I, I, I think I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd probably also say... Hmm... Maybe... I was going to say maybe Rogue, but I mean, we're starting to see some Quest Rogue again, you know, in events. And I mean, we were seeing a decent amount of Rogue. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'd say Warrior has the least diversity right now. So they could actually use it. What do you think, Nob? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go along with Warrior. Uh, I, was, I was just looking through all the classes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they honestly seem pretty diverse uh, across the board. It's pretty crazy. How many decks there are? Yeah. Uh, I would say like uh, 
come rotation, I think Hunter is going to be a little bit scared of things because it's been relying on Rexar for so long. So, like, as soon as Rexar is removed, uh, well, I guess all the Death Knights are getting removed, all the quests, all like the spells doing the good cards. So, who knows what's going to happen uh, come rotation? You, you uh, think you think Hunter will be that bad? I feel like Hunter. Like, I mean, if, if they just add, like, another pretty solid card, you know, like, in the actual expansion itself, it's not, it's got a lot of cool stuff happening for it right now. Like, tempo-based things, too, you know? It does have Zul'jin, the still. Yeah. Like, it's weird, because, like, the, the cards that are left over are, like, Zul'jin, Hagatha, um, Dr. Boom, and then you have uh, Baku and Jen, right? Which are, like, the five, I would say those are the five power spiky cards that you have. And then the rest of the classes. Uh, whiff a lot on terms of like what they play so yeah i'm interested to see if like they can balance out the odd even decks or like if well, what they're gonna do to it um, yeah. i'm i'm a little scared that the odd even deck are gonna be like or, or just you know gen and baku are are gonna be the party poopers you know for this this reset that's supposed to you know almost be like feel like a new hearthstone you know like this this lower power feeling hearthstone but the power that you get from just the you know the hero power you know being cheaper and and, and buffed up is is extremely good you know like I, I don't I don't think people give that enough credit you know that that Baku and Gen could potentially be crazy broken like those decks once the reset happens so I'm mm. I'm a little worried about that because I think if they didn't exist then man yeah we'd be in, be in for an like an amazing reset <laughs> like there's a you know, created like a different Hearthstone. And, um, but I think that we'll see a lot of even, we'll still see even Warlocks and even Shamans and even Paladins and they'll still be good. So I'm a little worried, you know, hope that doesn't, isn't the case or some new stuff pops up. Yeah, actually, you know what I want to see? Not necessarily an archetype, but a style of play that we used to have that doesn't really exist right now, uh, where we just play giant minions and uh, do big? stuff with them. Just big? Just big. <laughs> okay. Just 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 play big things. Just play big things. Like druid, big big druid type of stuff. Yeah, just play big things. I just want to play big minions. <laughs> I don't think we really have that right now. I mean, priest is kind of like that, right? But that's like you're cheating out the minion. Like that's not fair. <laughs> I don't mean like cheat How out the minion. How are you supposed minion. to live then if, if exactly. you can't cheat I don't know. Not. Figure it out, Blizzard. <laughs> okay. I just want to play big minions without cheating them out. I just want to like slam my eight drop, slam my nine drop, just play big dragons. I mean, I love that too, man. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I I lose, you know, I lose way before that if I can't get to them a little bit quicker. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe some better early removal can get us there, something like that. Um, I mean, I I'd, I'd like them just to make available cooler, you know, uh, high cost minions. You know, especially for like warrior. You know, like let's let, let's get some, you know, powerful yet. You know, there's a distinct penalty to them, but at least powerful type of uh, minions, because right now, you know, uh, I, I think that we we do still have some limitations, especially in particular classes. There's just not not very good ones in some of them, and and you know, we could really really use them. Like I don't know, like rogue, right? At least rogue have a rogue doesn't have like a very crazy expensive awesome minion i mean most of their stuff is like like at, at cheaper like their, their good minions are all cheaper like tess and stuff like that yeah, not not on their own like captain hook, hook tusk is like a very powerful big minion but like you have to build your deck around it i mean just like yeah like uh 
just big minions that just like, like, like are big lich king minions. basically fat lich king something yes. like that yeah okay yeah. uh all right elvix has a question if one or more of several players already qualified for world places in okay if one or, or several players have already qualified for worlds place in winter championships how would you like to see the extra slots for worlds filled like do you think the current system is good like in terms of yeah uh you know just like the next you know next in line type of thing yeah so i think the current uh system is good however i really hope that they stream it because it's not i don't think it's specified if they're streaming it but i i don't know i want to see that streamed um if they can yeah. wait what, what what do you mean? What like how it's selected? Uh, you mean or so? So the way they selected is they have a playoff between the fifth through eighth uh, players for the remaining. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I, I hope that they you know stream that because mm -hmm. you know some people will be like one to two games off worlds and it's nice that they. Uh, do you think they should even play the game? Like, do they should they even bother playing the games if it really has no? There, there's really no purpose in doing so. Like if it's two players already qualified. What do you mean? Oh, so you're saying like if there's, yeah. well, I mean, because you still have. To, oh, you know what I mean? Like, let's just say, let's just say there's a winners bracket that had, or um, yeah, there's a winners. Well, I guess you have to determine who goes. Yeah, I, I think they yeah. always uh, yeah. they play it out at least to a point. I don't know if they play it to the end, but they at least yeah. play it to see who qualifies. Okay, so but I, I wonder if they would actually just play it out though, just because you know, it, it, just to complete the, just to complete the bracket, regardless. And then because, you know, what you're you're saying is additional matches, right? Like, and that would obviously bring the broadcast even longer than they originally intended. I think it's during a different date. I would assume it's during a different date. Uh, yeah, th this I has remember, happened before. Yeah, this happened with um, this happened with Last Call. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When uh, Green Sheep and uh, Stan Udachi, I think, tied. And then they played off and then Green Sheep lost. <laughs> it was just like an off-stream best of five. Uh, and then, yeah. It was a bit unfortunate. That's brutal. Mm. Okay, yeah. so uh, Raven has a question. Do you think APAC will be heavily will be heavily opponent based in terms of who you run into during Swiss due to a lot of lineups either being heavy combo or heavy aggro? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I would assume so because uh, like that th that was the situation a lot of the times in the Americas region. It's just the the reason why like Americas had kind of a solution to it is because the top four was so um like singular in terms of what archetype did well whereas in na you had a bunch of different lineups do well so i'd assume it's like like normal a normal playoff where there's so many different archetypes and so many lineups it's mm -hmm. a lot of rock paper scissory uh things going on okay yeah either heavy combo or heavy aggro I yeah, mean, gotta think aggro might have a chance it's asia it's the asian region aggro is always <laughs> always a a big factor in that region yeah i think um at, on some level that's how it is for any given player at playoffs to be honest like you're gonna be weak to a specific lineup and if you hit that lineup you're not gonna be happy but uh whether or not it's gonna be more polarizing for apac i think it's it looks pretty average mm-hmm Okay, uh, Ninja. I think is is this supposed to be Ninja Bears BRS? I'm not sure. Or Burrs? <laughs> BRS. I think he, Ninja BRS. BRS. Okay, Ninja BRS. Like Battle Royale. Like Battle Royale. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Can you ask them their thoughts on even Paladin after its performance at NA playoffs? 
Uh, I think we mentioned, at least we mentioned the difference between odd and, and even. But overall, do you guys like think even paladin strong right now? Mm, I think it's fine. I don't think it's like like a weak deck. I think the fact that OTK paladin exists is what makes it seem unappealing mm -hmm. because OTK yeah. seems very good right now. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think that's just a testament to like how strong. Uh, e even Paladin is where it's even like in the conversation because like as a as an OTK lineup you're scared against even Paladin I would say because uh, you know the wind furies are just way too crazy and the big yeah. um, but then like Holy Wrath gives you the insta win against uh, like against some control things and then yeah. you are pretty good against aggro as well so like even Paladin's also pretty good against aggro I think they're both like strong I think even Paladin probably was a better rank to APAC? I'm not too sure. I think if I saw the results, I probably would bring even Paladin. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm not too sure which one is uh, was a better bring there. But I think they're both good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't think even Paladin is like bad or anything just because it didn't necessarily get results in NA. I think a lot of that had to do with the lineups that even Paladin was brought in and the lineups that uh, the OTK Paladin was brought in. I think the OTK Paladin lineups in general were just insanely strong for NA, as we saw with Nobboard and Bloody Face qualifying. So even Paladin just didn't really perform well because of the lineups that it was in. So, so given like how much, I guess we how much variety you know we're kind of seeing. If you kind of combine all the regions together, right, right this second, um, I don't know. Like in terms of possible new formats, like. Like, what do you think would be a good one to really fit this kind of scenario right now? Like, do you think that this nine class type of scenario where, you know, we saw with the, uh, the WSOE thing where you're banning, you know, you're actually banning this, these, these uh, classes from your, your opponent uh, might be a good, good type of thing or, or, I mean, something, something that's like definitely better than, than what we're currently doing. Can you guys think of anything? Uh, I mean, I think it's fine, honestly. Like, I don't really okay. think that there's a huge problem with uh, Conquest or um, anything like that. I think nine deck format, I mean, that's interesting, but it's it's a lot. Like, you're basically forcing diversity, obviously. I think that's the point of it, but I don't know. Well, it I mean, just... you're forcing diversity, but at the same time... You know, like, I think that Hearthstone is a nine-class game, right? You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be good at, you know, like, mm -hmm. to, to say, like, you're Hearth, like you're the best Hearthstone player, I think implicitly says that you're good at everything in Hearthstone, you know, like, in, in a way. And, you know, I think it would match that in a way, you know, and, and like you said, diversity is good. Like, diversity causes, you know, the at least uh, the um, entertainment element of it not to go stale. And... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's a it's a plus when that happens. But Nob, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's interesting because there's a balance between like complexity for the viewers and like uh, how many different things you have to do as players. Yeah. I, I'm personally fine with like either format, whether it's a nine deck or a um, conquest as it is. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, in newer formats, you're going to have like a bigger edge. So there hasn't been like an LHS tournament, I don't think, in this format. So mm -hmm. if uh, there were to be one, it would be a lot softer than like conquest tournaments are currently cause, yeah. because we're slowly progressing through the metagame. Um, so honestly, I think a variety of formats is is what I would prefer just because you, you just keep everything fresh. Um, but yeah, I mean, nine decks are cool. Um, actually, uh, one thing I don't like is uh, I, I don't like the one deck format. I think uh, like 
it becomes a, a lot rock paper scissory. Um, like in the um, in the tempo storm thing, uh, it wasn't too crazy because everyone there were like you, you were forced to have one one class specialist on each one, right? Yeah, uh, sideboard but, too, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that with the sideboard, the problem becomes like we did this in Tespa. Um, you're gonna have like some classes are gonna be so heavily dominant, and then you'll have like a rock <laughs> right. paper scissor between classes where you just bring one class and beat one class and then hope your techs uh, like push through the other things. And it gets really disgusting uh, just because of the way tech cards are in Hearthstone. So a lot of times you like main deck your tech cards, like you main deck lockers or you main deck like, I don't know, so some like crazy things just so you have an edge there and then mm -hmm. you side deck the real deck or something. Yeah. Uh, it, gets, it gets really, really disgusting really mm -hmm. quickly. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know that there's there's always going to be this like uh, undercurrent of polarization, you know, that happens with with Hearthstone because of just how how uh, you know countering is, is a pretty fundamental part, you know, I, I think uh, of 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 Hearthstone, you know, and having the ability to counter certain things, right? Like we don't have a bunch of archetypes, powerful archetypes that are just generally good, right? They're usually really good at one particular thing. And that's what causes like this polarization. So yeah. it's it's um I don't know. I mean, I wonder if there's a way to design the game so it it it's not like that. You know? I think one thing that I would really like to see if uh, they are going to do something like a nine deck format is to show the band process because in WSOE, oh, for sure, no question, yeah. they didn't actually show the band process, which I think yeah. made it really difficult to kind of understand the strategy yep. to the viewer and um if they present it like how league of legends presents champion select i think that would be really cool yeah i mean it, i don't i don't think it's very hard either i mean they could just program something really easily and you know just just have it on tablet and the players can just choose you know like like using that and it would just transform to the the screen right uh, but yeah, I agree with you too. You know, I don't think we can get to the point where we're probably having the players explain why they're picking it, but we can at least have the analysts, you know, we can have the casters trying to guess, you know, as to why, why they're doing it. And, and it's, and it's pretty interesting. And, and to be honest, it, it's, it's probably the newest content as well too. Like it, it's gameplay right now is not very new. You know, I, I think that some of the decks we're seeing right now are still pretty interesting and still feel kind of, you know, still feel a little bit fresh. But eventually, you know, just watching Hearthstone, we've all watched Hearthstone for years now. So there's there's not many things that surprise us when they do happen, you know. So um, you know, if we can do something brand new like like that, kind of pre-match stuff, I think that that's where I think we we have barely even touched the tip of the iceberg. It's stuff that happens before the matches start, and uh, we we could go, we could do a lot more cool things that way. Um, what do you guys think of banning cards, like? I, I know it's like really hard to do from a production standpoint, but what if you know what what if you had the ability to ban cards and have you guys kind of like you know react to that, have to react to that in in a short period of time? Is that too crazy? Mm, uh, I don't know. It make it interesting as long as we had like enough time to prepare. Like if you said we're gonna play a tournament without like the Lich King and Zilliax or something like that. Like, that's just an example. But like, if you gave a list of cards that were banned for a specific tournament, I think that would be fine if you just gave the people ample time to uh, build lineups and prepare. Yeah, I would say from a competitor standpoint, I think I'm 
it's totally fine to to do those bands and because uh, it's sort of like nerfing something before a tournament and we've had tournaments that have like had a short period of time between like nerfs and the tournament itself um it's more like from a viewer standpoint where it's going to be like oh when i'm playing these decks i'm actually gonna, going to be playing against zilliax and the lich king um yeah. so i don't know if this information looks so too useful to me and uh the connection between like the viewer and the game itself is, is an important thing to just keep aware yeah yeah Okay, yeah, all definitely cool ideas for sure, you know, and I, I think I still, I, I said this before, like maybe in the last or the one before, I, I want I want somebody to organize, whether it's Blizzard or, or whatever, organize a giant three-day event or some, maybe a four-day event that's that has all these different tournaments, like, you know what I mean? It has all these different types of, uh, of tournaments, whether it's like an arena tournament or it's like a sealed, it's like you know, all the, the, like you guys can compete in multiple ones, you know, and have that kind of feel of what, you know, I think magic tournaments used to be, you know, like when you would actually go and attend them and you, you could play in all kinds of different, different formatted events at, at the event, you know, at, just at the place. Right. So, um, yeah. we've never done that with Hearthstone. Hearthstone's never had anything like that. It's always been like a single event that has a single format and that's it. Right. Like, I, at least I don't recall. Do you guys know of any, any, no tournament that's ever had multi not even multi-format not even an event that's had an arena event and a standard event or a wild event and a standard event i don't even think we've ever had that so um do you mean like star city games type things where there's like a standard event and then there's like a legacy event on day two kind of thing yeah or? yeah just just a multi you know like an event that has multiple events within it that that the players can can play in multiple ones you know and and just like test different you know to test their their over their their Hearthstone abilities in, in different ways, you know, and uh, you know, that no, sort of there's that, that's never happened. Yeah, that'd be really really cool if somebody could do that. It'd be a big undertaking, but um, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be a, a fantastic event, and uh, I think a lot of players would be would really really really, really dig it too. Um, okay, any more uh, questions here before we? Uh, let's see. Could a nine class? Okay, ninja. BRS asked, could a nine class format hurt newer players trying to be competitive who can't afford text for nine classes? I mean, yeah, but we're not talking about like people who can't afford decks. <laughs> we're talking about, yeah. you know, pro players who, who obviously play for a living and it's just an investment, right? So. There's also a very simple way to solve this that uh, most of the other card games do where they just have a little thing called tournament mode where uh <laughs> you just get a super account basically and uh you know but okay. that's that's out of the question for now so yeah I, I would say like scaling down the system is going to be a little bit complicated right because i mean even with the new year we we we've heard of open cups being at least a thing to some to some extent and so like a nine deck format in open cups would be probably probably feel atrocious because you like have to go through so many different rounds and stages and doing that each time yeah. uh, hurts a lot um, but we'll, we'll see what the, they decide on doing and and then we can critique it or whatever yeah yeah it's the logistics of it is obviously a huge part you know like of you can't just do anything <laughs> I mean especially when you have a broadcast involved as well that that's when it gets very limiting as to what you can and can't do um, all right 
right. Well, um, any other questions? You know, we still got a little bit of time. We there wasn't like a ton of top. You know, like the, the, not a lot happened this week outside of HTT. So um, I don't know anything that you guys can think of. Any, anything in, in the news that that maybe we we haven't covered recently? That that's maybe some meme stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see anything really this week. So it's one of those no, I weeks. think uh, it's it seems like a. Uh the topics are pretty streamlined right now. Like there's the Twitch rivals, there's APAC playoffs coming up talking about the previous playoffs. And then that's kind of what the, what the week is, you know? Yeah. Bloody face, man. What about me, dude? I, 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 I like <laughs> bloody face is like, how is knob so awesome and racy and purposely left me out. I see how it is. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, yo, shout- <laughs> Go ahead. Yo, shout outs to bloody face. And, uh, to some extent, you know, Lord for, uh, not making fun of me. That was pretty dope. Everybody was making fun of me. As soon as I walked into the HET venue, Amnesiac and uh, Muzzy and them, they just look at me and they're just like, we're so sorry that you have that you accidentally brought Odd Mage in your lineup. It's like, man. <laughs> <laughs> make it. But Bloody Face was one of the few people who actually tested it for a little bit with me. So I definitely yeah. appreciate that. And uh, Noblord actually didn't make fun of me. And I, I believe in the Odd Mage. It, it was... It is good. It is a really strong deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I lost it a good yeah. number of times. <laughs> like it, it was just good. Uh, not against not against the line of fiber off, but like in general, it's good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we got the ten year challenge. That was definitely a, a community meme, which <laughs> it's funny sometimes what pops up in the community. Like hey, our son hasn't quite hit the ten year mark, but it'll be interesting to see what happens when 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 that that does happen. <laughs> you think people will still be streaming Hearthstone in 10 years, like when we hit the 10 year mark in six years from now? Is it five years from now or six years from now? It's uh, uh, I think 2011. It, uh, oh, 2000, Hearthstone no, 2014. Was it 14? been out for at least four, four, four or five years? Yeah, yeah. So another six so. years, man. Another six years. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I, I think so. I think Hearthstone will still be obviously around who knows if there'll be a hearthstone 2 or something like that by then hearthstone <laughs> 2 <laughs> i still believe man i still believe 2.0 uh, baby that's when we get tournament mode <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing maybe that's why they stopped working you on gotta it. save a big feature to like come out with a new game right otherwise nobody's gonna everybody's gonna complain right so maybe, i mean i i hope that they do have it at some point and we've seen that they have shown willingness to work on it even if they i don't know if they canceled it but whatever they did with it scrapped it whatever they at least worked on it so who knows maybe it'll happen in the future they worked on it just for tavern brawl people (laughs) like that's that that was what they were working on that's that first step step one baby steps hearthstone 2 with 36 deck slots Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> people would 30, buy it. Thirty-six, 36 decks, people decks, would buy it. <laughs> Thirty-six deck format. <laughs> Microtransactions, man. I pay an extra five bucks, you get thirty-six slots. People would totally do it. Totally. Oh, man. But okay, well, um, yeah. Well, I, I think that's all the questions we got today. So we might be closing up just a tiny bit early. Not to, not that much early, but just a little bit. Uh, but Noblar, Racy, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. You guys were great. Um, you want to do any shout-outs before we take off, Nob? Uh, oh, uh, people I missed shouting out um, uh, on the HET thing. Alan also helped me out, and uh, Elfander gave me some advice. Uh, so 
thanks to those two. Um, okay. who I forgot before. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Ray, how about you? Uh, shout outs to Nobler. You were in that Discord, right? I don't know who else, like, I know it was like MJM, yeah. you, whoever was in that Discord that I don't even know the name of. That somebody invited. <laughs> it was just called Eight Mans, but I don't know who made it. But like, shout out to anyone who helped me practice in uh, in that Discord. And uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me on, Chan Man. I yeah, love doing podcasts. Hey, Ray, Ray's got a Ray's got a podcast himself too, as well. I mean, you can you can plug that in as well if you want. Yeah, I yeah. do my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well met. Um, yeah, check that out. Usually <laughs> do it every week unless I'm traveling or dying. So, fortunately, that happens a little bit more than I would like, but, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, that seems to be, like, uh, I mean, something that's, you know, you know everybody's got to take care of their health. That's for sure, right? That's number one. So, but, yeah, hopefully you don't, don't have too much more of that happening because I know that can, be, that can be pretty rough. Fingers crossed yeah. so far. It's been, a good, it's been a good month so far for me. It's good. I got, even though I went four and three, uh, I still got top 24. I'm really happy with uh, how I played and like mm-hmm. I'm not obviously not happy with the results, but the losses were due to games that were just like incredibly close sets that could have gone either way. So it's just one of those things where I can't be upset about it, so might as well take it positively and uh you know, yeah, just learn from it. Right? Going. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to thank you guys for doing the show. You know, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and, uh, love the, you know, obviously love your insight. And again, congratulations, Nob, for, uh, moving on to the world championships. We'll be rooting for you for sure. Or the winter championships. We'll be rooting for you there. Um, and thanks everybody for watching today. Uh, if you, you're interested in the audios and listening there, you can go to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and uh, soundcloud.com slash champmanv, and you can uh, uh, find Value Town. You can search for Value Town, search for Hearthstone. You'll, you'll definitely see the the um, show pop up there. And leave us a review, too. That really helps out in terms of uh, you know helping people, other people find Value Town when they're looking for a Hearthstone podcast. Uh, if you're interested in watching the VOD, you might miss the beginning. You can go to youtube.com slash champmanv, and uh, watch it there. We're going to be switching up the YouTube channel a little bit soon, kind of splitting up Streamer Showdown and Value Town. So I'll be posting a, a blog about that too as well on the YouTube channel very, very soon this week, actually. So uh, uh, definitely tune in there. We do have a Streamer Showdown that's coming up pretty soon. It's going to tentatively on February 7th. So, um, you know, I'll let you guys know if it, when it changes. As we get closer, obviously, I'll, I'll uh, announce it uh, just a bit more, just a little bit more of the details. But I know a lot of people have been asking about it. It's coming soon. So uh, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of them this year. So be, be ready. Be ready for, to play some games. <laughs> play, play some game shows. Uh, but that's going to be it, guys, for Value Town this week. So for Knob Lord, Ray C, and myself, Champion V, I'll see you next week. Bye.